We're on the panic attack with Big John, talking tonight about President Trump's latest press conference and uh, how I feel previous presidents left our country unprepared as I text my mom goodnight. Once a mama's boy, always a mama's boy. What can I say? So, uh, I see people in the news media saying that uh, our, I'm paraphrasing, quoting, our network runs these press conferences daily now, but they're, they are President Trump's propaganda tool and they are to replace his campaign rallies that he can't have. Well, that's a lie. He, I've never heard him talk about anything in the in the press conferences that uh, was campaign related. Now, okay, let me contradict myself. Today, you know, he did mention you know sleepy Joe Biden, and if you look up some of Biden, if you can find them, if they're not buried somewhere in the alleged algorithm. Uh, you know, Biden tried to do a live press conference and the, the, tele, the teletubby, the teleprompter broke on him and he was just left to hang in there to dry. Um, and, you know, it's just, the poor old man is just confused as, as I'll get out. And uh, so... Some people, like Rachel Maddow, have said that, you know, these press conferences are just uh, replacements for his campaign rallies, and they wish that PMSNBC would stop running them, because they don't want to give you what's in the press conference. They want to do their opinion of what he said. And there was an article come out today that was so far off the point and so opinionated versus what was said at the press conference. Um, I'm maybe halfway through the press conference. I, I missed the live airing of it, so I'm going back and watching it. I just got to the point where he turned it over to Mike Pence, and I'll put a, a link to it down in the description. Because you need to get the news from the source, not the media. Um, but some of the things that Trump talked about was, you know, he met by teleconference with the members of the G20, which are the uh, 20, top 20, I guess you would say, economic and global powers. Uh, he named off all the leaders that were on the press con- or on the phone conference. He met with uh, the governors by phone today, and so he's getting, you know, information from all the other countries on how they're doing, what they're doing, and do they need our help. So, you know, he's reaching out. He's not being a nationalist, racist prick. 
and uh, you know hurting the rest of the world um, and you know making enemies of everyone he's reaching out and you know saying let's work on this together because if we all work together we will achieve more this is why you need a businessman during this crisis and not a politician okay Trump is very abrupt. He, at times, is not super emotional. Uh, Somebody said to me the other day, they didn't think that he had the sensitivity, I think was the word the man used, uh, or something like that. The compassion, that's what it was. He said, I don't think this president has the compassion it takes to get through something like this. What does compassion have to do with it? Sorry, you just heard me slurp and gulp my water. Um, You know, things need to get done. So, corporations, evil corporations in America, you know, we all hate big corporations and big money. They are stepping up to this president and saying, you need... XYZ will make you XYZ. Okay. So, uh, as far as this uh, idea that he's going to just send America back to work, he stressed today that in the press conference, you know, America needs to get back to work. We need to get back to life. But he's going to follow the advice of his health officials and experts. Uh, yeah, and he'll work on dates. They're going to work on dates this week. And next week they're going to announce uh, possible dates of getting back to work and getting things open back up. Um, he did brag that in eight days we have now tested more people than South Korea did in eight weeks. Um And keep in mind, our people are not as centralized as South Korea is. Um, I looked at a map of South Korea, a a political map. That's one with, you know, political, like, state boundaries and cities and and things like that. And there are very few major population centers in South Korea. But the people are concentrated. And so, you know, we're in the United States, we have... You know, New York City, where the mayor, uh, or not mayor, pardon me, a councilman up there encouraged people to get out and celebrate the Chinese Lunar New Year in Chinatown and said that Trump was racist for banning travel from China. And now they're saying that he didn't ban travel from China fast enough. Okay, fake news. Um, Anyway, but, uh, you know... South Korea, I looked at, there's about four or five major cities, you know, like one in each uh, province or state or whatever they call their territories over there. Um, And, of course, the biggest being Seoul. And so it was easier, and uh, Steven Crowder had on his uh, podcast and YouTube show um, his Asian doctor and the Asian doctor um, 
said, you know, I'm, I hate when I have to go to say, you know, someone's race just to, so I'm not accused of being racist, but this, that's the world we live in. Um, the Asian doctor said it was easier for South Korea to test, you know, 250,000 people in a short amount of time because they, they're more concentrated. And it, then you have, you know, spark, this is my opinion. The doctor said South Korea is concentrated. And now I think that also what helps them a little bit is they are then rural and sparsely populated. So it's not like, you know, uh, as we see it in the United States, we have like here in Ohio, you have major cities such as Cleveland, Columbus and Cincinnati. Then you have smaller cities, villages, townships uh, throughout with somewhat organized governments. Um, we, we're just a different nation than others. So that needs to be taken into account when you're comparing how the United States is able to, to deal with this as, as others. What I'm going to get to in the next uh, point is the United States was not prepared for this. Um, now, other, other countries have more hospital beds per 1,000 people than the United States. And that's something that needs to change. And that's something that some of these bills that Congress has been passing is addressing. So I'll get to that, but you need to be watching these presidential and gubernatorial press conferences. Uh, Mike DeWine, our governor here in Ohio, uh, a lot of people don't like the way he shut things down so quickly, but, you know, uh, a lot of people don't like the fact that he... You're not listening to dead air, I'm relighting my stogie. A lot of people don't like the fact that he shut down elections. Um, our primary has been moved back to June 2nd. And now uh, they're encouraging... Encouraging people to vote by mail just because we don't know where this uh, critical mass is going to be on June 2nd, but we have to have a primary election. So um, that's that. But, you know, when you're comparing the U.S., you need, or when you're taking under consideration and trying to get news, you need to go to the source in this day. Um, media is horrible i i get a lot of my news from youtube creators and i'll listen to different sides of the argument um if there's breaking news yeah i'll flip on fox news uh, i'm not a big fox news fan but at, at least i know i'll get the news and i'll get the presidential press conferences they say that they'll keep doing them they'll keep broadcasting them every day that 
uh, the president uh, gives a press conference. And so that's what you got to be on the watch out, look out for. You know, at PMSNBC, Chris Matthews, Michelle Maddow, Rachel Maddow, whatever her name is, uh, Rachel Maddow. They want to give you their opinion of what the president said. Not, they don't want you to hear what he said. They do not want you to hear what the, the president, vice president, and task force say. They want you to hear their opinion of it. And that's garbage. Um, I want my news from the source and then I'll figure out what is truth and what was uh, dare or what was lie what was fake and things like that you know I mean we're a lot of us are locked in our houses right now you've got nothing else better to do than uh, <coughs> your own fact checking so let me take another sip of water And get back to uh, the next topic. Going onward with uh, what I think is the problem with America. Um, we have been warned by scientists, doctors, um, the Bible... That, you know, plagues, they want to call them pandemics to make it sound nice and soft and cuddly. Sounds you know, like, you know, it's a pandemic. You might get a panda, might get a little stuffed panda bear under your pillow if the pandemic fairy comes around, you know. Um, so, they can call these things what they want. They're plagues, they're viruses, they're illnesses. Um, you're going to get... You know, anyways, you're gonna you're gonna get sick or you're not. And um, the one number that the media constantly leaves out, uh, we see the number of cases on the rise. That's because more testing is happening. But also, you know, they told us there would be an uphill, a peak, and a downhill, and a level off, and then an end, just like flu season. Um, now we've had warnings that this was coming, that these things, because of global travel, because of, you know, we've over prescribed antibiotics, um, because some people in some bum flip countries eat bats and dogs and there is zero uh, control. Like they don't have a a food and drug administration. They don't have a uh, OSHA, which is like uh, the OSHA is the group that makes sure your company is following safety standards, and uh, you know that when they're when your butcher is cutting your raw meat. That there isn't, you know, like animal blood and juice and whatever from the meat laying around on the counter. They have to, you know, spray things down and clean up after themselves. Um, but 
more than that, we've had two prior presidents that have dealt with case cases, things that are quite similar to this novel coronavirus, this Wuhan virus. And that was uh, George Bush. They had the SARS outbreak. And I remember this. Um, I, I, I do believe I was working in the uh, healthcare field, but I can't remember which place I was working at. But, you know, we had to take precautions and we all had to get re-educated on the wash your hands and cover your mouth and uh, cover your schnoz when you sneeze. Don't pick your nose and wipe it on people, stuff like that. And so we had Bush. He, he was warned that these outbreaks of you know viruses and diseases and plagues were going to become more frequent and become uh, worse. There will be worse diseases come along. And he dealt with the situation at hand. I can't remember how, and I'm not in the mood to research it, so... Uh, but he dealt with it at the time and moved on. You then had President Obama, who dealt with the H1N1 virus. Uh, there was a bird flu and a swine flu under his administration that were new flu, new strands of the flu. And he dealt with them at the time. Uh, a thousand Americans died in the H1N1 outbreak before he did anything like President Trump has done. And, you know, a vaccine came more quickly because it was a uh, type of flu that it, it wasn't very far off from the regular flu that we're used to. This coronavirus is something totally different. This H1, or this, uh, they call it a novel coronavirus because they haven't seen it before. And it's a unique virus that they haven't really dealt with in humans. So, therefore, you know, the H1N1, it was close to, you know, the human flu, I guess. Because I can remember getting flu vaccines, or, yeah, the flu vaccine at work. They were giving them out um, at the... Um, it was group home for mentally handicapped people and it was a, a whole campus of group homes actually and we all got our free vaccine so and every year now you can get a flu vaccine and every year it's a slightly different flu vaccine based on the projection of which type of flu is going to be most prevalent that year. But more to my point, George Bush and President Obama did nothing to prepare America 
for the coming pandemics, the future. They dealt with the situations at hand. I, I would say because I lived through these um, and I didn't get sick. Um, I guess they handled them well. I'm not, I don't have the analytics and I don't have the expertise to say they handled them wonderfully. But, you know, we lived through it. Some people got sick. Sadly, some people died. But, you know, we got, they got us through them. Trump is making this response plan up on the fly. Okay. There, there was no government plan to deal with the next outbreak of disease. There, the two previous administrations with, that dealt with smaller, less, um, less spreadable forms of virus and whatnot, um, less contagious, that's the word I was looking for. The two previous presidents that dealt with slightly less contagious forms of virus and less deadly, they dealt with them at the time and they did nothing for the future. That's my key point here. They did not make a plan that future presidents can follow. The experts like Dr. Fauci, um, you know, Dr. Amy Acton here in Ohio are saying that the model we are using and the steps we are implementing now can be used in the future. Now, the next point is that in some of these bills that Congress is passing, they're putting millions and billions of dollars into building up an American strategic supply of hospital beds, surgical and M95 masks. They're building up a stockpile of medicines that will be here in the United States should we need them. They're building up a stockpile of respirators so that we're not in the situation <coughs> pardon me that Italy is in. I had to take another swig of water. Sorry if I'm a loud drinker. Um... Italy is making life and death decisions because they're out of respirators. So, you know, and I'm not going to get too much into that because I didn't get this information from a factual source. I got from uh, watching Steven Crowder, but they are making decisions on who can get a ventilator and who can't. So they, they are making those decisions. What the, these bills that Trump has put through and the Congress has put through, they're going to have ventilators and respirators stockpiled so that we don't have to make those kind of decisions in the future. Uh, right now, companies like General Motors, uh, Ford, 3M, <coughs> they're all stepping up 
to help out. So there's a, a law that Trump can sign that it's already been in the books. He just has to sign an order that he can force these companies to switch over production in a crisis. They, he's not had to sign that order but a couple times during this crisis because the companies themselves are saying, you need this, we'll help you out. We'll, we'll do it. That's what America is, man. We help one another out in times of crisis. So Trump is making a plan up on the fly, but he's also shoring up our stockpiles of medicines, respirators, masks, etc. for future emergencies. And we're seeing the battle plan being laid out by the president and by governors to fight the next pandemic, the next virus, the stay-at-home orders, what businesses we need to close and what we need to keep open, um, and things like that. So, um, you know, and like I said, companies are helping out on their own free will. Americans are helping one another out on their own free will. So we're coming together as a country. The media doesn't want you to see, at least the op-ed, the opinionated people in the media like Rachel Maddow, PMSNBC, Chris Matthews, they don't want you to see his press conferences anymore because they want you to hear their opinion of what he's doing and what he says. And so, therefore, they are just outraged because Trump's approval rating, ratings are going up. Yet 60% of Americans approve of how he has handled this. His overall job approval rating, you know, it goes up and it goes down like the stock market, but it's gone up. His approval rating among this is the kicker. I had to relight the stogie because I'm just talking so darn much. Um, his approval rating among Democrats has doubled from like 12% to 29%. So that's more than double. Uh, and so, you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to get too much into the election. But, you know, I think a lot of people in the mainstream media want you to believe that President Trump is doing a terrible job of this. And when you see his press conferences and you hear from the experts and you hear from him what he is doing, what governors are doing, what ordinary Americans are doing, you see that they're handling this well. And... We're going to hit a peak. We, we still may be on the uphill side of the battle, 
but we're going to peak and then it's going to drop off and we're going to get back to being Americans. And the American ingenuity, the American work ethic, the Americana, Americana, that's the American way is coming through. And we're helping our neighbors. Our president is acting presidential. Our leaders are leading. Yes, there was a scuffle in Congress and there was a fight over what to put into and what to leave out of these bills. But it got done. It's going to get signed. We're going to get a stimulus. We're going to have stockpiles of medicine and respirators and the masks that the doctors and nurses need to keep them safe. We're going to have all these things for future uh, viruses and pandemics. So America, thanks to this president and his team, I don't want to give Donald all the credit, his team have done stupendously, wonderfully on this, getting us prepared for a future crisis. Uh, people like Governor DeWine have done well, although I, I get upset at times when you know he closes more businesses. Uh, today, tonight actually at 11.30, one uh, city in Ohio is enacting an 11.30 curfew. Um, people said, well, how does that stop the spread of the virus? It doesn't. It helps stop with uh, possible crime because people are out of work and desperate. Um, you know, I'm not going to go there, but it's a town not far from me, Struthers, Ohio. If you want to look it up, they enacted a 1130 to 5 a.m. curfew and anyone out on the streets will be stopped. And if you're not out for a good reason... Uh, you're going to get a citation, I guess. So, but I just want to wrap up the main points, you know. Uh, you've got to listen to the presidential press conferences yourself. You have to realize this president's dealing with this and his team and our governor in Ohio are dealing with this the best way they know how to keep us alive. And they're building a plan for the future and they're stockpiling the medications and equipment we're going to need to deal with future viruses and pandemics like other administrations have failed America in not preparing for the future. So with that, thank you very much for listening to The Panic Attack with Big John. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Um, Follow me on Twitter at the real underscore Big John. On Facebook, Panic Attack with Big John page. And uh, with that, God bless you. Have a good night. And uh, we will see you the next time.